0: This certainly went in a bad way very quickly for this pair, which means they have to escalate now rather than try to be nice. So next up is Ingrid. She's going to do two things here, two very magical things. First thing she's going to do, motion her hands in a quick pattern, utter something in primordial, calling again on the assistance of frigid touch. And you see an aura of cold air and blue light radiate out from her spreading 30 feet in every direction. So her, everybody in the cages, Darvin. Darvin, as this blue light and this cold air hits you, it feels especially cold. It's not hurting, but it does make you susceptible to more hurt later. Okay. That's her bonus action. And then she's going to use her action action. She's going to reach back into that cage with Felicity and make an attack on her arm.
3: Give me the number on the die. Will do. Not that I know Felicity's AC, but it can't be very high. That's
2: true.
0: No, oh, it cannot. She's a priestess and she is unarmored at the moment. How does a 13 on the die? So cutting words, I'm guessing, is what this is for. Yeah. You know Felicity, you've met her. You know she is susceptible to hurt.
3: Alright, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Okay. I'm gonna use cutting words.
0: Do you have some cutting words?
3: Not really. (laughs) Okay. Just really wanted to get away from Felicity. (sighs) I want to say something about like, like quit being a bully. Why don't you fight the actual fight that's coming at you? That's good. Uh, Something like that.
0: (laughs) Go ahead and roll it. It's a D10 now.
3: Nope. She's going to get hit.
0: What is the number? Three. Ingrid is very strong, which you could probably guess since they captured Horatio, a companion for a member of the glamour. And Felicity is unfortunately unarmored and has been in this cell for at least a a while. More than a day. This isn't just like she hopped in there. She's been having a bad go of it. So Ingrid reaches in, not fucking around this time, calls on Frigid Touch. Her whole hand just becomes ice as she grasps onto Felicity's arm and squeezes. She's going to roll some damage here. Oh, that, you don't want to, oh. Okay, this attack deals 2d12 damage. I rolled two 12s.
1: Wow. Well, shit.
0: Ah. Ingrid reaches in, grabs Felicity's arm, hears Aranus's words, and just stares at Aranus as she crushes Felicity's arm. There's a shattering of ice. And Felicity screams out in pain.
3: What's up with me causing everybody to lose arms?
0: Hey, I lost a leg
1: and it
2: wasn't your fault.
1: How was that at all your fault?
3: I didn't stop her. I just pissed her off. None of us stopped her.
1: She could have chosen to attack you or do a hundred other things. This is in no way your fault. Mm-hmm. But she chose to after do, the weak one. It's the evil nature that is the fault here.
0: Yeah, I feel terrible now. Darwin. you just saw this Genasi crush your friend's arm off. What do you want to do?
2: I want to stab her. I agree. Please do. Okay, this will be with leg sword again.
0: Oh, I crit. Ah, roll that damage. Okay, hang on. Is she a crit magnet? Like, this is two. Apparently, I never crit.
2: So I need to roll 2d8s and 2d6s. Okay. 23. Okay.
0: Where are you cutting her?
2: Just whoever can get a good hack, like about waist level from the side, probably.
0: Yeah, you cut deep into her side. There's ice and snow chips flying everywhere. She screams in pain. And something I had forgotten about until just now, since she is also wearing a grim pendant, as you stab into her side, you feel like an echo of that pain shoot through your side. Nope, no damage. But just like in case you didn't know before, like, oh, that is (sighs) definitely me. She's wearing me. Anything else you would like to do? She's not down yet.
2: Um, yeah, I get a second
0: attack, right? And some punches. You could have two more attacks if you want to flurry.
2: I think I might. Okay, but first attack. Okay. I got a 26. That's going to hit. 13 damage.
0: Okay. Where are you punching her?
2: Oh, that was the second sword.
0: Oh, that's I the get- second sword. Oh, sorry. Oh, gosh, that's right. You have two attacks. I totally forgot about that. Where are you cutting her? Is this back in the side? Yeah, same spot. Okay. Again, you feel that pain in your side, and she is about to pass out from the pain, and she's going to make a saving throw here, thanks to her grim pendant, to see if she stays on her feet. Uh, no, no, no. She falls to zero hit points, and it's just down. Nice. You know that thanks to her pendant, you can't kill her? Take it. Now, so she doesn't get back up.
2: Hey. Yeah. Can I
0: grab the pendant? Absolutely. You haven't used your bonus action. If you want to reach down and grab that pendant off of her nice. neck. Cool. That'll
2: be my bonus action.
0: Cool. Yeah. You have a piece of your leg in your hand now.
2: Mm. Weird. Hey. It's like one out of a hundred.
0: <laughs> or nine hundred. Or oh my god. Fortunately, there's not a counter like in the UI somewhere. For us to keep track of, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember HTML counters, but um, okay. but can I tell how big it is? I could probably figure out how many there are
0: based on the size.
1: We've already had one. Oh yeah, yeah you've got true. one.
0: Um, so this is your second one that you've collected. This chunk's eh, maybe a little bit bigger, but not overly so. It's about the size of a thumb. Hmm. Okay. But it is not a toe. It is just <laughs> a piece of flesh. <laughs> I know right. where the foot is. I know I'm where the foot and math. the toes are at. So don't worry. <laughs>
2: You know where they are.
0: Oh, yeah. I I know where some of the pieces of you are, okay? (laughs) Let's just say there's a lot of you to go around. (laughs) Fair. She's out. She's at zero. Taking the pendant off of her doesn't immediately break her connection with it, but it will prevent her from getting any more of uh, the active effects of it. So she's not, like, raising from the dead. She's just out. She's at zero. You can deal with her when you want to. If you want to do that now, you can. If not... We can save it for later.
3: So he doesn't get temps from that, is what you're saying? Because she's right. not actually
0: dead. Ah, she's not dead. You. That's
3: that's what I was trying to
0: Not that Darwin's taken any damage yet. Oh, and as she passes out, that blue aura just fades away, and the oh air feels God. a little warmer.
3: Good.
2: I think I would just have to... I mean, I haven't taken any damage, but as a point of... I think I just have to reduce their health to zero, though, right? Oh.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, it doesn't... No, you do
0: have to kill them, I'm pretty sure. It's
2: not what
1: it says...
0: If it's just to zero, then you'll get those taps.
2: But I don't need them, so we don't need to look this up, really. I just mean, sorry.
0: That's
3: alright, because like, we haven't done any damage to that other lady.
2: That's true, so I might need it.
0: Alright. <clears throat> when you reduce a creature within five feet of you to zero hit points, you gain temporary hit points equal to your wisdom modifier plus your monk level. You don't have to kill them. Nice. So I will get 13 taps. Mm-hmm. As you strike them down and grab up that piece of yourself, you just feel a little bit more life energy. (laughs) Okay. After Darwin, we have Iolana. Iskra is down, and Ingrid is currently blinded by Sir Carl.
1: And how far is Ingrid from me?
0: Five, ten feet. Like, y'all got pretty close to chat.
1: Cool. So I'm going to drop back about another ten feet just to give myself a little distance. Sure. Uh, I'm going to use my action To uh, hurl a seven point ice spike, you just flash freeze the air and uh, huck it at her. Okay. Must make a deck save.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to say she's at disadvantage here because she doesn't see it coming. (sighs) Does an 11 avoid that attack? No. Dang it. Because the other one was a 19 on the die. Okay, seven point ice spike. What kind of damage are we looking at here? Cold. Um, how much damage?
1: 36 damage.
0: Cold damage? Yes. Ooh, that hurts so much because double 36 is 72. Anything else, Iolana? Yes,
1: as my bonus action, I will summon my sideways.
0: Okay. Oh, that's Iolana, which we moved to Iskra. That ice spike is melting from her as just as her natural fire. just like tries to keep her warm and tries to do something about that wound. It is not working. First thing she needs to do is try to save from this blind. She's got going on. No, she does not. You hear her call out for Ingrid for aid. She just shouts out like Ingrid, help me. I can't see. And there's a, Silence in response, because of course there is. And then what is she going to do? Um, she can't see. Do any of these spells of her just explode out? Hmm. Okay. This isn't going to be very effective, probably, but we'll give this a shot. Ilana. Mm-hmm. You just hurl the spike of ice at her. Mm-hmm. She's disoriented, to say the least. She tries to focus on your direction. And you can see, like, her eyes are almost focused on you, but. Not quite. She definitely is not seeing you, but that's not going to stop her from trying this. She calls upon her elemental friend, her little wisp of flame that she calls kindred flame. And the fire around her just ignites even brighter. Flames are shooting out from every non-bone portion of her. And she launches herself in your direction like a rocket. Make a dexterity saving throw. I'm going to give you advantage because she is blinded right now and cannot see.
1: Uh, it's a dirty 20.
0: That's going to be good enough. So Ingrid zooms by you. Flames are licking out from her, and you are going to get singed for eight points of fire damage. But she continues shooting right past you and slams into a tree, and the whole tree just bursts in flames, and there's a crack, and it starts falling down. I'm going to say since she didn't hit anybody, this tree's not going to land on anybody. You don't have to worry about that tree. Don't worry about that guy. It's just on fire. She slams into this tree. It bursts into flames. There's a crack. The tree falls down to the side. Thud. And the fire just stretches along the length of the tree. She's still very disoriented and cannot see. And then, Vale, what do you want to do?
1: Well, I can't fire another crossbow bolt.
0: Because you couldn't reload? Yeah. Okay.
1: I need to get a, a hand crossbow with a with a magazine.
0: Or just an auto reloader.
1: Mm, let's see. I can, however, summon my shadow blade and throw that. So for my bonus action, action I'm going to summon my shadow blade. For my action, I will throw it at Ingrid. Guess what I just did, Scott?
0: Did you crit again?
1: Again? Yes. Uh,
0: all right. All right. All right. Roll your damage. I want to see these big numbers.
3: We have come here to punish bitches. So we will punish bitches.
0: <laughs> Man, I thought this was going to be way more dangerous. <laughs> and I was wrong.
3: Hey, sometimes we've got uh, righteous quorum fury on our side. Sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes we crit a lot. It's
3: very rare. It is, right? <laughs> it's a rare
1: occurrence. This
2: is like three in one fight. That's got to be a record.
1: It's going to start with 19 psychic damage from the blade itself. Mm -hmm. Now I'm gonna roll the crit sneak attack.
0: Ah yes, the sneak attack.
1: Fifty-four damage.
0: (laughs) Fifty-four plus nineteen for a total of seventy-three damage on that attack. Did they have enough health left? No. Not at all. Not even close. So Vale, you hurl this shadow blade, it lodges right. Into their back. She cries out in pain. You see bone plating just shoot all over her. And she needs to make a saving throw. That's not good enough. She doesn't get to stay on her feet. She passes out. Thuds down to the ground. She looks just like a cocoon of bone. With a little bit of flaming light coming through the cracks. And a tree is on fire. (laughs) What do you guys want to do? Call the fire department.
3: Uh, I take the pendant from off her neck.
2: You rush over, grab that pendant. Got it. Done. I'm checking on Felicity
1: real fast.
3: And then that's where I'm going. I mean, we need to deal with the tree, but I'm more concerned
1: about Felicity. <laughs> I think Vale's got the tree. Give me a second. Nice.
0: No worries. I mean, worries, definitely. Yes, worries. But cool. If Vale wants to handle the tree, Darwin. as you turn to Felicity, she is in intense pain on the verge of just passing out from how much it hurts. That frozen limb, what is left of it, is starting to thaw, and that's not gonna be good for anybody. Oh man. Arn is pendant in hand now. You rush over, you see the same.
3: The first thing I do is I hand a pe- I hand the pendant to Darwin since okay. he's collecting them.
0: There's me now. Woohoo! I, I don't know what you're doing with these pendants.
3: <laughs> I don't know either, but they're
1: his legs, so they are they his do? leg.
0: All right. So was your assessing felicity? Wait to see what Vale's doing here about this tree.
1: So, Vale has control flames, which is a cantrip. Oh, nice. Let's me instantaneously extinguish the flames within a five foot cube. Okay. I think, given enough time, do you recall, but I think I could go ahead and put that out.
0: Is that just a cantrip? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a minute. Vale's got this tree. Don't worry.
1: And then, while Vale's doing that, and Darwin and Aranis are tending to the injured Felicity, Yolanda is going to go over to the frozen unconscious friend. Iskra. And I'm going to, uh, I believe I still have them. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to put her, uh, her right mm-hmm. in my manacles. Okay. Kind of behind her back leaned mm-hmm. against a tree. And I don't, I don't think I have any rope.
0: You've already manacled her.
1: No, for the other one.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
3: We've got rope if you want to just ask somebody for it. Yeah, I will do that. It's fine. Me or Darwin can toss you
1: some rope or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, then I'm going to do the tying up of the other one.
0: Question here, just Mm -hmm. for sake of clarity so nobody yells at me later. You want to tie up the fire genasi with rope.
1: Um, you're right. That's not the smartest decision. I'll (laughs) manacle that genasi and tie up the frozen genasi.
3: Very cool.
1: notation thank you
3: (laughs) so nobody (laughs) yells at me later Nice.
0: (laughs) you can't really move ingrid's arms around as she is almost completely bone withered but you can get the manacles to reach so she is locked together even more so now what do you guys want to do now do you want to wake one of these people up you'll need to heal them do you want to tend to felicity do you want to get the fuck out of here
3: i want to tend to felicity I don't know what I can do for her besides just straight up like healing her, like cure wounds. I don't like Mm -hmm.
0: cure wounds will help. I think the biggest danger right now that is evident to both you and Darwin is when this stump thaws, there's going to be a lot of bleeding. So you need to bind to that wound before that happens. Okay. So do you have anything to like bandages, like things to wrap it up with?
3: I don't know.
0: Um, a way to cauterize a wound. (laughs) I've got firebolt. <laughs> uh, no, but
3: I know, no, not really. I mean, I've got like, I was kind of looking at like some of my spells that I've got, right. I've got lesser restoration and greater restoration, but neither of those are really going to work. Um, Do you have
0: a healer's kit?
3: I don't think so. No, okay. I have a disguise kit. I never like. I never went out and bought no, a healer. Not
0: disguising kit. the wound.
3: No, I know I'm not. I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that that was going to work.
0: I think with some healing spells and at least putting like a tourniquet on here, you sure. can be okay in the short run. And we can make a tourniquet out of clothes from your disguise kit, or the fancy clothes you found around the campsite, or sure. what you're currently wearing, or whatever you want.
3: I mean, any of us planning on wearing those fancy dresses? Because I'm certainly not. That's...
0: Nope. nope. Say so that'd probably be more an Iolana or Vale thing. But if they don't want them, nope. Go right yeah. ahead.
3: Okay. Cool. Then that's that's what I'll do.
0: You tear this wonderfully old-fashioned lacy dress apart and make a tourniquet. Make a medicine check.
3: Okay. Twenty-three.
0: Well tied. Healing's been administered. Are you using a cure wounds or anything?
3: Yeah, I was planning on it. I. Okay. I mean, she looks bad, right?
0: Like yeah, bad, this bad. is bad. Like bad, That hurt bad. a lot.
3: Yeah.
0: or like 32 damage a lot.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do it at level three.
0: Okay. What do you got?
3: It's 17.
0: Not bad. Not bad. As her tending to her wounds, she's like sweating profusely from the shock and the pain. But you see a small smile spread across her face as she's like, ah, oh, oh, feels better. She looks up and she sees friendly faces for a change. And she's like, "Darvin, it's it's been so long. I wish it were under better circumstances." Yeah, me too. Thank you so much.
2: Of course. What happened?
0: We were uh, escorting some escorting folks down to uh, Honey Hollow. Um, On the way back, we were ambushed. People fled and ran. These two, Ingrid and Iskra, captured us. Sam got away, though. He should be safe.
3: Uh, why were you taking people to Honey Hollow?
0: To see Liana, the halfling goddess. Oh. She's trying to help.
3: Oh. Now I see what they mean by avoiding the curse of the withering. Now I get it. Okay. Hence the reason why that gnome looks completely well-
0: Oh, he's uh, not completely well, but Lyanna's helping. Still. Still.
3: How? How is that?
0: Well, it's it's a stopgap to say probably the most. She's using her divine power to share in the burden. She's accepting the withering on behalf of many, many people. But it's not permanent if she were to lose focus or if anything were to happen to her he and many others like him would uh would very quickly succumb
3: okay okay
0: from the other cage you can hear princess colette thank you so much i owe you so much please let me and my companion out
3: um yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh- about that
0: they were going to take us to Elizabeth. she surely would have punished us all yeah or worse yet sent horatio in through the portal
3: yeah i hear you've got some uh some pull though
0: uh, not from in here
3: <sighs> you can't do something about her
0: not from in a cage no
3: I, of course not from in a cage i'm not an idiot But I'm negotiating while I'm in a place of strength. Surely that makes sense to you. Right. Like. Yes. Duh. So you think it's possible for you to like take care of everyone's little Elizabeth problem? I mean, I know she's not so little, but she seems to be causing everyone a lot of problems.
0: How do you mean take care of?
3: What do you think I mean?
0: Sure, sounds like you're trying to hire a hitman, an assassin. I'm not,
3: I'm not gonna hire you to do anything, but it Sorry,
0: seems like it sounds like you're trying to, to make a contract for someone to die. You have assassins at your call, so like motions over to Ilana and like motions over at Vale, too. Uh,
3: yeah, but we're talking about a dragon. It's not like I can just send an assassin if I knew Are we worried about concealing your like identity as part of a guild here? Like are we concerned about that? Okay. I'm just <laughs> You didn't react really and so I was like Well,
1: I'm busy putting a fire out.
3: That's fair. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so That is fair.
3: It, all right. So we're talking about killing a dragon here. It's not like I can send one assassin if I knew one after her.
0: Or two, if you do then. But is that what you're asking for? Is for her to be dead? You want to kill her?
3: It seems like it would benefit you as well, because you, even though you're a person of insane influence, as far as I can tell, like insane, insane, and insane means you seem scared of her. I don't know why. Can't you just have people take care of it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Darvin. <laughs> Again, in a cage. I I could, but if you want them dead, just say the words. If their death means my freedom and Horatio's freedom from our cages, just say it. Just say you want Elizabeth dead. Say you want her killed. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Can Arna say that?
1: Can Arnus say that out loud?
0: <laughs> I don't know. See, I didn't think this was going to be a sticking point, And then we're dancing around it and I'm like, Maybe Arnus really does have morals. <laughs> Darwin can. Okay, Darwin, go right ahead. He's going to look to
2: Arnus to be like, are we doing this? And then once he gets the look from Arnus, which he just did,
0: he's going to be like, we would like her dead. Okay. And I assume that I can't hire any of your associates or friends to do this. You want to hire us... No, your associates. Assassins, if you knew them. I'm just saying that's off the table, yes or no.
3: Hiring any of us to do a thing we've asked you to do is off the table, yes.
0: Just making sure. Not everybody puts that in their contracts. Some people, (laughs) a little forgetful.
3: Can I ask you a question? I mean, I know I've asked you like a thousand questions, but can I ask you one last question? Yes. Do you run the Assassin's Guild? No. You seem to know an awful lot about it and are just spreading that around.
0: Well, they're important people. They get a lot of good things done. They know how to uh, put pressure where pressure needs to be applied. They know how to make problems disappear. Comes in handy.
3: It's my understanding that they work a bit in the shadows. You're bringing a lot of light where there shouldn't be any.
0: Let's just say I have access to shadows. How about that?
3: Yeah, you scary as hell. I don't want to be on the wrong side of you. Nope. Um, in any case, thank you for taking care of the dragon problem. Uh, how do we let you out of there? There's a question. Is it an ice cage?
0: It's an ice cage. You can break it.
3: Oh. So, okay, probably probably what happens is Arnus tries to do something like badass like like kick it open with his foot, <laughs> totally fails at it, and then like hits it with a shovel or something, like just something handy.
0: Okay. <laughs> Were Iskra still conscious. This might take a little bit more time or take a little bit more effort, but since she's out, cool. You can break open Princess Colette's cage. You can break open Horatio's cage. Are you going to let him out of the jar, or are you going to leave that to her?
3: I'm going to leave that to her. I'm going to let her out because my deal was with her, and then she can she can take care of her companion. I don't know the I don't know that term, but oh, I guess I do. You,
0: you, yeah, Ikiri offered it to you yep. guys.
3: Yes, he really did.
0: <sighs> and then he took our kangaroo. And then Mavic contracted you to go get him a new companion because this old one is dying. That's uh badass move. The glamour. They're all terrible people. So you let Princess Colette out. It will take some time. She is weakened from her condition, but she will eventually be able to get Horatio out and unseal the jar, and there's a burst of wind blowing all of your hair back as he escapes out, and he looks really mad. He sees the two of them, and like, mm, he's very upset that he's not the one who got to like kill them, but he's happy that somebody did it. Well, knocked them out at least. So we've still got two cages left, one with cargo, one with a gnome.
3: Uh, I want to open the cargo.
0: Okay. These are all personal belongings. Felicity's, Princess Colette's, it's got Horatio's armor in there. It's got all the stuff that belongs to this gnome boy. He's got a lot of like tinker type stuff. And he's got a homemade loot.
1: Aw, homemade loot. That's cute. <sighs> you have to wake up the gnome boy.
3: Yep, I guess that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'd say to Colette, though, I guess I don't know her name. But I, you can take your stuff with you.
0: Horatio goes over and grabs it all. Puts on his armor. Grabs her belongings as well. Just um, floats over by her. Princess Colette's gonna watch what you're doing for a while. She's just like stretching her legs. It's nice to be out of a cage for once.
3: So I'm gonna see if I can kind of like tap on the on the ice cage to wake him up, rather than trying mm-hmm. to just break the ice cage because I don't want to scare the crap out of him.
0: You tap on the bars. He doesn't wake.
3: I kind of give a like, "Hey, kid."
0: He stirs. He gets up. He's like stiff. He's been lying in this very cold cage for a while. He turns. He's got a smudged face, brown and orange hair, green eyes. And he sees you and he like leaps forward to the bars like grabs him. Arnas? You saved me, I think. He looks at the cage. Am I getting out? Do I know you? No, no. I, no, I know you. I, I'd, I'd be flattered if you did know me. I, I'm just learning to play. But no, I know you. I've seen you play. I've. I watched you back in Karami.
3: You, we'll get to that in a minute. Back up a bit so I can let you out of this cage. Okay. Yeah, he does. All right. And I, I bust it open.
0: He busts it open. He hops out. Just a second. Just a second. He runs over to his bag, sorts through. He's pulling out little like uh, Tinker Toys and things like that and pulls out a little music box and winds it up, Z-z-z-z-z-z. opens it up and you hear like a cover of one of your songs playing on it. <laughs> I did that. I, I, I recorded it do you like it
3: <laughs> uh yeah
0: I'm so glad he reaches in like grabs his lute yeah I, I, I played it with this here um, it's not as nice as, as your lute uh, it doesn't sing but it, it plays well and he strums out a few little chords he does it well <sighs> thanks again so much um, where are we going
3: uh we
0: are are, are you just leaving
3: me here, I cannot adopt a small kid right now.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: He's like 15, <laughs> which in No Mirrors is, yeah, he's pretty, like, he's pretty green.
2: <laughs> we can do duets with them. Yeah,
0: We could do more than duets. And he like plays another little song and a magical mouth appears next to him and like sings back up as he's playing.
2: You could do four <laughs> part harmonies. <laughs>
0: with just the two of you.
3: Um, we're, I mean, I don't know where we're going, but it's probably not back to a city.
0: Well, then where am I going?
3: Um, well, you're near, you're near the town of Capris. Uh It's just
0: that way. I don't know anybody there. Is it safe? Is there a way back to Karami there?
3: (sighs) You, um, you're, you're a long way from Karami.
0: Yeah, I met up with I met up with Felicity and uh, Colette there. I'm sorry, Princess Colette. She like gives him a little nod. Back at Honey Hollow, that's not exactly close.
3: No, it is not. Um, I well, to be perfectly frank, kid, I can't tell you anything because I don't, <laughs> I don't know where we're going.
0: So well, that's great. Neither do I. I we can oh. we can go there together.
3: No, you don't seem to understand. I, um, It's not like we just travel the road and I play and we stay places and like we just roam around. What we do is dangerous.
0: Right. You're brave, the Great. The rebellious bard, right?
3: Yeah, it's a little beyond that at this point.
0: You know, if you need help of
1: getting rid of someone, all you have to do is ask Vale. Vale has no problem getting rid of people. I, I don't mean violently. Oh
0: god, that's what it sounded like. I
1: could just scare him off. I've got a shadow arm right now, holding a giant shadow sword.
0: Can you at least help me get someplace safe? Been in that cage for a few weeks now.
3: I'll tell you what. Let us figure out where we're going, and then Mm -hmm. I'll uh, I'll be able to better help you figure out where to go. Does that make sense? So, like... If we can take you somewhere closer to Karami, I will. But in all likelihood, that's not going to be a thing. Um, but I have I have ideas.
0: Okay. So in the meantime, then, what are you all doing? We can assume that Vale's got this fire out now.
1: Yolanda is preparing to interrogate the Janasi that have attacked us. Okay. And it's, uh, it's going to start with an ability use... I just have to take a moment and figure out which one I think is going to be the most malleable.
0: You'll have far more luck with Iskra, as Ingrid is all in that bone cocoon.
1: That's what I thought. This ability is going to require me to concentrate on it for an hour for it to work in its best possible way. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Do we want to spend an hour here? Do people need to heal up?
3: No, I didn't take any damage.
0: But if it's to get
2: information, it's probably an hour well spent, right?
3: Yeah. I totally agree.
2: I'm not going to be like, no, I don't have time.
1: Okay. So then during this hour, I am casting Phantom Idea.
0: Phantom Idea. Please describe this.
1: I have used this once before.
0: I have forgotten what it does.
1: <laughs> I'll just read it straight out. While you concentrate on this ability, you probe one creature's mind. The creature must remain within 30 feet of you. She's tied up, so that's not going to be a problem. And you must be able to see it if you reach the ability's... <laughs> Duration, the target must make three intelligence saving throws, mm-hmm. and you plant a memory or an idea in it, which lasts for a number of hours based on the number of saving throws it fails.
0: Okay, but the idea doesn't change based on their saving throws, right? Like you're implanting no, this idea. It's just the
1: length of time. Yeah, it's just the length
0: okay. of time it lasts. So uh, let's start with this idea. No, no, let's let's start with these saving throws. Intelligence, you say? Yep. Hmm. One of those is a crit. The other two, unless this DC is particularly low, are going to fail. What is this DC?
1: Uh, 16.
0: The other two definitely fail. So, with two fails and one success, what is the duration here?
1: One failed save is four. Two failed saves is 24 hours.
0: Solid day. So, for the next 24 hours, what is this idea in Iskra's head?
1: It's a false memory of Quorum coming to her. And explaining to her that she has not been following the correct path. And to follow Darwin would be following the correct path. Mm. Mm.
0: (laughs) I love it a lot. Quick follow-up question. What happens at the end of those 24 hours? Does she know it was fake?
1: Um, It actually doesn't specify that.
0: Okay. Okay. Let me take a look. Phantom idea. Okay. Since it doesn't say that they know it's fake, I'm just going to say that the end of these 24 hours that memory fades away like when you forget something just with the normal passage of time Mm -hmm. so anything that they anything that they believe or hold true during that time outside of that ideal would probably remain as well so if they become really good friends with Darwin, let's say since you told them to follow Mm -hmm. Darwin, basically um yeah i don't see why that should change until they get contradictory evidence
1: Kind of as my hour of concentration, mm-hmm. I end. Ends. I explain to the group that this is what I set as their fake memory, in the hopes that it might assist us in getting information. From-
0: okay. okay. With this hour, what are other people doing?
3: I really, I really don't know. I think I might mm-hmm. want to take it and talk to talk to Cade about what what his next steps might be, because I honestly don't know how to get him out. Of my head.
0: Okay. What about you, Darvin? Catching up with Felicity. Okay. You and Felicity. What is she going to share? Um, so in the time since you left, since you, went to, uh, since you went through the portal, Sam and I have been helping people leave Capris. Elizabeth was being extremely strict. And then once she started bringing her scale force around, once the conscription started showing up, it just wasn't a safe place anymore. We had gotten word from Honey Hollow that Liana was there working with others to try to at least keep people safe for a while while a solution is found. So we've been kind of running people down there back and forth. The princess over there certainly provided us with supplies. She was helping? Yeah. I assume she wanted to get in good with a god, so
2: mm. yeah. Yeah, that
0: probably explain it, maybe. We didn't talk. All that much at first, um, you know. Learned about her favorite foods, how she eats through that mask, which is interesting. Her friend Horatio, not somebody I really want to be on the bad side of. No, but definitely get the feeling that they are not being wholly uh, philanthropic here. Hmm. There's definitely some other agenda at play, but I'm not one to turn down help. No, no, of course not. Especially with Faith on absent. Sam was very crucial, too. he got away, I hope he's still safe.
2: I hope he is, too. When did you last see him?
0: Uh, A few weeks ago, when we were leaving Honey Hollow and they ambushed us. That's when he got away? Yeah. figure as long as he's out there, he can find help. Didn't think help was going to find us. Might have to find him, too. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him again. (laughs) So do you know what, now that you're back, what you're going to be doing? Um, we have some
2: uh what's the right way to put this we have some direction not a lot just a little
0: okay. is there anything else you want to talk to felicity about before we go over to arnis
2: no i think it's mostly you know personal casual oh my mm-hmm. god
0: you were taking captive are you okay type conversation <laughs> uh up until the arm thing right <laughs> it was bearable now who knows don't think I want a sword arm. No offense. you sure? It's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly my cup of tea. Cup of tea sounds good.
1: We
0: <sighs> Gotta get someplace with food and hot drinks. Um, anyways, she's very pleased to have your company, Darvin. She's thrilled to see you again. She wishes she could show it more, but captivity plus broken arm, missing arm. She's going to need some time. Yeah. She's a little low energy. Aranis, retreating into your head to talk to Cade.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you ask him? What are you saying?
3: Just, what's the next thing I can do to help you?
0: Hmm. Well, if we're ready to move on to getting me a body, we'll need to find one. I can't remember if I said this or not, but if I did, I'm sorry. I will repeat myself here. I need to find myself a body. I need living ground. Or a living body. Although I don't know if another creature would be as willing to accept me into their head or to give me control. You've been very accommodating so far. But if we just want to find natural living land, something like a a volcano would do nicely.
3: I, I don't even know where a volcano is. Or what a volcano is. Really? I mean, I've heard of a volcano, of course, but like, that's
0: really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not exactly a local attraction here.
3: Mm, No. Anything like that near the Isle of Indulgence, perhaps?
0: (laughs) Way up north?
3: Oh, is that up north?
0: Uh, It's not too far. It's not like hot, hot summer north, but that's Isle of Indulgence. That's Mavic's territory, right? Yeah. I mean, there's probably one if you head north. Yes, you can find a volcano. Do you want to go to the Isle of Indulgence?
3: I mean, not really.
0: And Mavic does owe you a favor.
3: He really does.
0: No, he did say you could hang out on that island for as long as you want.
3: I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even want to go there. I'm just... I, like, Is are there other options? I mean, we're a little thin uh, on volcanoes on this continent.
0: I understand we'd have to go to another land for that. Oh, any sort of living ground... Could work. Doesn't have to be a volcano. Uh, There are some quicksands, for example, that are alive. Um, Certain ores that the constructs used to use back in uh, Vorzeth's prime. And of course, if we could find any, certain artifacts left behind by my father would do nicely. If you happen to know where any of these things are, we could go there. If not, we'll just have to find one.
3: And what would those be?
0: The artifacts specifically?
3: Yeah. I mean, if he knows, I don't know if he knows, but...
0: He would know of at least one. Hmm. I do not know every artifact that my father has made, but... There is one that I do know of that would be suitable. Called Rabillo's Armor. Last I knew, it was on Celestia. I was safeguarding it before the, uh... Well, before I wound up dead. Okay... <laughs> Does that help at all to like determine what it is RNS wants to do?
3: I, I mean, I don't I don't know. I like okay. I am at the point now where like the larger we have to fix this withering thing is really taking precedent over any of the like smaller mm-hmm. things <laughs> that are in the old quest log, shall we say?
0: Yeah, gotta fill that quest log back up.
3: Oh my god, it's so full.
0: And as you're wrapping up this chat with Cade, you hear Noma's friend come by with his lute. And he starts playing a little song of rest. Hey Arnis, uh, are we gonna get to play together? A little jam session? Sure, kid. Sorry, I guess if we're on stage, t- if we're on stage together, yeah, you're Gray the Great, and you can call me Maggle the Magnificent.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he says with like very straight face, just like that's my stage name.
3: Is Maggle your first name or your last name, kid?
0: Oh, uh, last name, uh, Tonk. But, you know, for putting on a show for everybody, I'm the magnificent and you're the great.
3: Well, Tonk, how about we just play together before we jump right into the whole performing for everybody thing?
0: Okay. I mean, I guess your friends wouldn't really be paying us, anyways. Right. <laughs> Um, Darwin, Vale, Iolana, what are you all doing?
1: I think as Iolana's finishing, Vale's taking some time mm-hmm. to search through any of the stuff that's like in the cage or on the two genasi that would be like theirs for anything of significance or value.
0: Mm-hmm. I think Ingrid isn't carrying a whole lot of valuable stuff or personally identifiable stuff being sheathed in flame. It's a little dangerous. Iskra, though. She's got some money on her. She's got a gem or two. And she had the Grim Pendant. That's off now. Mm. She's got a ring that has some primordial text on it. Has her elemental friend's name on it. Frigid Touch.
1: So collect all of that stuff, put it in the communal (laughs) pot.
0: Okay. In which case, in the communal pot goes 86 gold. She was being well paid. Two sapphires probably each worth 100 gold, and then that ring, which is more sentimental than valuable. Which Vale will give to
1: Iolana, I think, as she comes out knowing that Iolana might have a better idea what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And then as Iolana is coming out of her hour-long meditation, she'll kind of stand up and kind of stretch a little and look to Darwin and say, "Uh, Master Grimm, as this uh, Aeistranasic, returns to consciousness they're going to believe for quite a while that they were visited by Corum in a dream and Corum explained to them that they were or to her that she was following the incorrect path and that to follow you would be to follow the correct path i figured that might help us get more information from her
2: so she's just going to talk probably
1: you might have to ask some questions but i figure it might make persuading her easier
2: very nice Instead Mm -hmm. of playing good cop, stabby cop, we get to play good cop, (laughs) good cop.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll have a moment here. Whereas everybody's coming out of this hour, finishing up their brainwashing, chatting with Felicity, (laughs) talking to a demigod in your head. sounds like Aranus and Tonk are going to play a little song for us all. Is that right, Aranus?
3: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Why don't you and Tonk Roll a performance. God. Ooh. I like that. I like that a lot. So, Arniss, I think Tonk is going to let you kind of lead the song, like set the tone. What kind of song is this?
3: Definitely something more upbeat than I actually feel.
0: <laughs> okay. So
3: that makes sense. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> it's meant to like kind of just make you feel good, warm and fuzzy. Okay.
0: Warm and fuzzy. Like, in a cute way? What kind of warm in and a, fuzzies are we talking about? Like, petting like a, a dog way?
3: Yeah, like, it, sort of petting a dog. Like, a, like in a, like, comforting kind of way.
0: Oh, very nice. Arnus, what did you roll for performance?
3: 25.
0: Oh, you gotta show up, talk, don't you? Mm-hmm. Sorry.
3: Wow. Well, with the insane bonus, yeah. It's hard not to. It's
0: okay. He rolled a 22.
3: <laughs> Damn. Wow.
0: Very oh, nice. <laughs> He may not be on your level yet, but like, kid's got some potential, and he's playing along with you. And he'll—he's uh, not going to use the spell magic mouth. This is your song, but he will—he will cast dancing lights as he's playing to set up like four torches around you, almost like a performance space. <laughs> he's trying to be a showman without like putting on a show. Darvinvale Ilana, as Arnis and Tonk are playing this song. Like, are you sitting down and listening? Are you going about your work?
2: Oh, I'm sitting down and listening.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I think this is probably where you all finally see Vale like relax just a little. Um, Vale's developed a gesture that kind of like is their relaxed, comforting gesture where they kind of reach across and like grab where their stub is and just hold themselves and they're doing that kind of leaning against a tree, just listening. Oh, And Ioannis just kind of closes their eye, or her eyes and focuses and listens on the music and enjoys a moment before what they know is going to be uh, an interrogation, which can get messy.
0: Mm-hmm. Arnis, as you and Tonk play, you can see Princess Colette swaying along with the music as she listens to this wonderful song. Do you say anything to Tonk as you're playing, or is this strictly performance?
3: I think, like, as we sort of get into it and I can see that he's, like, not just, like, keeping up with me but doing really well, I'll give him, like, a, hey, not bad, kid.
0: Oh heck yeah. <laughs> he smiles. He gets a little inspiration from you. If you were a player character, you'd have an inspiration to die right now. But, uh, but he's not. So he just gets to be my buddy. And as you're playing this wonderful song, it's a nice, relaxing, comforting song. Arnis, Vale, Ilana, and Darvin. You can see, coming from the woods, moving towards the city of Capris, is just a blanket of spiders. What the fuck? Princess Colette looks shocked. Just got oh, oh, Ray. And the spiders begin to swarm past you, going towards the city, various sizes, small, finger-sized spiders, big cat-sized spiders and a couple horse-sized oh, spiders.
1: No. Fuck.
3: No. No.
0: Tonk keeps playing until about half of this wave of spiders is passed, and he finally notices he was lost in the music, and he's just shocked and confused, and he keeps playing, and he looks at you, Arnis, like, the show goes on? No. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, you can join our Discord server or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at ArtByVanessaB. And thanks to Daryl dibber for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.